Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hello, and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. And today... We have our friend in the studio. And so our you first know it's sponsor. Be fun. Yeah. So Diane was our sponsor for our first two quarters for Girls Who Do Stuff. And um, let's pause for a second because okay. that means like that's true friendship and dedication. Yeah. Because she's like, y'all are just coming out the door. I don't know if this is going to go to shit or what's going to happen here. But, <laughs> but she I was trust like, you. I got your back. Yeah. And so we just. Thank you for that. Yes. You are welcome. I trusted you. You did. <laughs> and look where we are today. We're super excited to have you here. I feel like I get to have a, a founder's plot. Yes. You do. <gasps> that would be exciting. My brain mm. More is swag now stuff. ideas. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll get ready. That's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Kinlaw is here today. <laughs> Currently, she is a mortgage lender with Go Prime Mortgage based right here in Apex, North Carolina. It is a national company, though. You're talking like she's about to change. Is there something I don't know? No, I'm no. going backwards no. because oh. before that. Okay. I was like, what's happening? I thought we were we had her here not only because like she's a fabulous person and our, our former sponsor, but because to talk about the power of the pivot because yes. Yes. now she's a mortgage lender, but before she was a corporate event planner and she was a massage therapist and, then, <laughs> and now she's a mortgage lender. It's a weird path. It's it, a weird it path. It was, you know, it, it's an interesting path. <laughs> and so that's what, yeah, you said you wanted her here to talk about the power but of the, the pivot. the way you set it up, you were like, right now, she's, <laughs> and I'm, oh my God, what? It's what, just what, uncertain times. Right? right? She might. Who gonna knows? Blame COVID. What gonna next? blame COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's going to pivot next? But yeah, so Diane, tell us about yourself and how you went from being a corporate event planner for many years to helping people buy their homes yeah, and refinance. So that's a big one. Because 2020 is the yeah. year of the refinance. It is. I am like, what day is it? How many hours could I possibly pack in one day? <laughs> ride the wave, baby. Ride the wave. You do. You ride yes. it. It's take it when it comes. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was a corporate event planner for many years. Worked with big pharma, IT companies, got to travel, negotiate. Wined and dined. Life was great. I say now it's a young person's job. <laughs> Who can pull 18-hour days several days in a row or constantly ass-kissing and moving on every week? It was good. I got to see a lot of fun places. Go to Spain, go to Costa Rica, your offices in the Atlantis and the Bahamas for 10 days. Fun. Yep. And then I got burned out. One of those throw your papers in the air. I quit this bitch. Mm-hmm. My poor husband was like, what are you going to do? Because <laughs> you make good money. Life is good. But I miss my family. We have one son. I traveled a lot. Was busy all the time. So I was like, I want more zen in my life. Mm-hmm. I need more zen. And just like that, I enrolled in massage therapy school. <laughs> that makes complete sense to me, actually. Yeah. For you, Sarah, it would. My financial advisor. Me, not so much. Yeah. Our financial advisor literally called us and uh, did a conference call and was like, no. <laughs> He's like, I did I my. advise against this. Yeah. He goes, I did my research and no. So we didn't get invited to his Christmas party for about two years. <laughs> when I went, when I realized I was bored and life was good. I actually had a really good practice in Holly Springs. I had a good mentor. It was great. 
But then for you guys who know me, I talk all the time. I'm very social. I couldn't be quiet that long anymore. And I was just bored. So it was one of those, I don't know, do I open a day spa or do I find something else to do? And again, my poor husband was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> now so what? Like, wait, wait, Another how long? Yeah. It was, it was, you were how many years in event plan and corporate event planning? Oh gosh, probably total 15. Okay. And then massage therapy school to having your own was about a year. And then I had my own practice for, gosh, I think it was two years. So 15 years, corporate event planning, three years, massage therapy. And can I ask a question about the event planning before we move on? you are entitled yeah. to ask what yeah. it's is your, your show. show I know. I'm like, so. it's your show. What would you like to know? Well, because what I think is important, what I think, I be- love how you just did that. Hold on. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't want to move on. I, I okay. Yeah. So what I think would be valuable for listeners to hear is the process emotionally, mentally, physically that goes into giving up that steady paycheck, that good Mm -hmm. money, right? Because for Mm -hmm. a lot of people, that is a hard leap for them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of listeners right now might be in that place where they're like, I have this solid corporate gig where I'm making six plus figures Mm -hmm. and that's really hard to give up. And so how, what would you say about making that leap? Hmm. It was a little bit easier for me because of the year. I was 2008, so a lot of changes and crashes were going on. I tell people uh, I lost my job with a very steady company. I was laid off, didn't see it coming, did my own thing for about a year, and then realized I'm not going to make that money anymore. I'm stressed. I go back to work for another corporate planning company, and it was a shit show. And so emotionally, it was just everything fell in place for me. Like gotcha. all that writing was on the wall. Like I'm a firm believer in listening to your gut. Yep. So it's you ignore it in your 20s is what I tell women all the time. You ignore it in your 20s. And then in your 30s, you're like, I think I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to try that a little bit. Nope, that's not working. I'm out. And I didn't have to worry financially for a little while because my husband had a steady job. Mm-hmm. So some people who do that career jump and don't have that cushion, that six month, that year cushion, that's a mistake. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we learned when Sylvia Inks was on our show, when we talked about that with her, because she did the corporate to Mm -hmm. um, private venture leap. Mm -hmm. And one of the things she said was make sure you have, Mm -hmm. in addition to like the six months, whatever you should need saved for your bills, have another six months saved to invest in your business. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, when they make that jump, you're jumping to a hundred percent commission that hustle is going to be your paycheck while you're working in your business, how you're working on your business. We have those conversations with business coaches all the time. Mm-hmm. You can't do both all the time. Right. So you have to learn who to lean on and do your research beforehand. Have a good mentor. Mm-hmm. Both times of my career changes, I've had a really good mentor. Oh, that's solid. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, let's go there. Did you seek them out there or did go. was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are simpatico. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. So... With massage therapy, Susan Tucker was a massage therapist in town. Amanda Lunn was another one. I went to both of them and had a real that reality conversation. Mm-hmm. Both beautiful people. I just really connected with Susan a little bit better. So she was so she was a good mentor that part. But I already had business smarts. I already know how to do a budget. I used to balance five million dollar budgets. That's no joke. Mm-hmm. It's so numbers are that part is easy. The marketing part is easy. So how did you know to have those conversations though? I think that's where... Right, because I, like when I started out, this whole concept of have a mentor didn't even occur to me. Mm -hmm. But then when it did occur to me, I was like, how does one go about finding a mentor? Do I just be like, hey, you, 
<laughs> want to work together? Want right. to be my mentor? Like, how do we go about doing that? Right. And how do you grow into the awareness of knowing that's an integral part of being a solo business owner, right? Yeah. Unless you are exposed to it in some way, you're, I don't know how you know. How did you know that you needed to do Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not, secret. yeah, I know there is no, it's, I'm not the know all do all. Now, had you asked me, how do I, you know, negotiate the Four Seasons contract in Boston to get a week in comps and all of that, I'll gladly tell you how to do that. But I didn't know how to be a massage therapist. The school taught you that part, but the business part, some of it I knew, but having someone calm me down and Mm -hmm. this is how you're- Hold your hand, walk mm -hmm, you through it. mm -hmm. So that part was a little bit easier. On the mortgage side of it, when I decided I was bored and I needed to go back to corporate America and that's where I belonged- I was already in a BNI. So I took it upon myself to start interviewing people from all sorts of businesses because I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew I didn't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to go back to hospitality. So I just started meeting people for coffee. Hey, why are you a photographer? Not that I wanted to be a photographer, but is that your passion? Hey, Joel, like, how did you come all of this? What was it? So I had a mortgage lender in my group. And although we really weren't friends, I was intrigued with the numbers, the money part of it. I'm not afraid to sell. So I just started interviewing more mortgage lenders and took a class. And I was like, oh, I'm hooked. And then after you take the class and you past that license, I started interviewing mortgage companies and where did I want to work and who did I want to work for? I knew I didn't want to work for a bank. That nine to five pencil skirt and heels. No. <laughs> Bro, you would look fabulous in that though. I'm not going to lie. But, then, but like I can hear in her brain how that was hearkening back to the like event yes. planning corporate yes. days where she was like, well, and God, no. I was yeah. in the bank the other day and I was standing because I had to go in. And so I'm standing there and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh my God, banks are awful. They have the worst art on the wall. The They're most depressing. Like, yes. The most depressing furniture. And how I was do we start like, a bank? Like how do we something a new bank? to the tellers of like, how do you guys manage this because these are like we need to find a local bank that'll like work with us to have the let's do stuff let's redo (laughs) stuff what I want to say though on what you said because I think it's so significant is that you were asking yourself at that stage of life what do I want to do and I Mm -hmm. think there's so many people who are one afraid to ask themselves that question because and because is the number two because there's this shame of how are you, however, in your 30s or 40s and not know what you want to do. There's this stigma around mm. that and you're supposed to know. You're supposed to have your shit together and you're mm-hmm. supposed to be like settled and moving on like right. in that space to move on to the next phase of your right. life. Right, like career stability. And so I just want to highlight the fact that one, you had the courage to do that mm. and that you totally freaking owned it of I don't know what I want to do. And so I'm going to test things out and I'm going to explore and I'm going to talk to people and I'm going to gather the data. And I will say this, when I first started, after I already had passed the test and I was trying to figure out like what company I wanted to work for, I found myself justifying why I was a massage therapist. Why did I leave corporate, go to this Zen world, and now I went back in? And I did that a couple times and then I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, <laughs> none your business, Linda. Right. This is what I did. It, it rounds me out. So I changed that conversation and I was like, It was really fun. Yep. And I actually encourage people, step away when you need a break. Step away and do something different. Yep. You'll come back better and stronger and more confident 
and I do own a lot of stuff and I do walk, I own my walk and I'm like, it's my story. It's my journey. It's not yours. If yeah. you feel the need to judge me. Okay. We're That's not on friends. You. Yeah, yeah. We're not friends. We're yeah. not friends. Or if it's a good judgment. Yeah. We're friends. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> I love that. You're like, step away and do something fun because mm-hmm. people, especially with burnout, right? Like mm-hmm. burnout, there's a lack of creativity in that. And so they do You, you, the pendulum swung back for you. You were so far on this side of the mm-hmm. pendulum that it swung back so that you could tap into that fun, that creativity, that playfulness. Right. And then you were like, okay, I got that need filled. And now I'm coming back into the middle of find out where my true, well, balances. And I think it's so interesting that like the one industry that really focuses on like the step away is academics because that's where the sabbatical came from that like you go and take a sabbatical so you can research your next thing so that you can come back with new information so that you can, did I just blow your mind? I didn't even think about that. So like Mm -hmm. you are told, like, especially if you're tenure, like that whole, there's issues with the tenure system and, and it is what it is. But and we're not here to talk about that, but I'm saying like, it's, it's built into the system that it's acceptable for you to step away. So you can do your and research. Encouraged, so you not and even encouraged, not even acceptable. Yes. It's encouraged. So yeah. that you, but also they get, they keep getting paid. That's pretty nice. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's why it's that. a fourth yes. career. Uh, maybe academia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> but like you're told like here, take six, 12, 18 months and go discover the next big thing and then come back and talk about it, write a book, like whatever, like you are encouraged and, and I've also permitted. heard of artists using sabbaticals. That's another genre of jobs that I've heard of taking long. Well, and that makes sense too, because all the creatives, right? Like actors and things like you know, musicians, they're not doing boom, boom, CD no, after don't. CD. Mm-mm. They're like, okay, I'm taking my break because mm-hmm. I'm needing to collect those creative mm-hmm. juices again mm-hmm. and find inspiration and I do, out there yeah. and play. And mm-hmm. I do that as a photographer. Like I'll step away and book more marketing clients so that I can like almost force that creative energy. So then I can go back and be like, all right, this is where I want to try something new with this client, or I'm going to go practice some this or that with my kids or go see somebody else working and, and see how that plays out. Yeah. I think, just this year alone, I think there's a lot of people who are dealing with that burnout or had, unfortunately, they were laid off. They lost their jobs and trying to pivot and trying to figure out what it is they want to do. When that happens, that puts you in a panic mode and you're not able well, to- that scarcity yeah, mindset. Mm-hmm. And you're not able to really think about it. And that's mm-hmm. encouraged a lot of people this year to be like, just sit back, take a week. What is one week going to do? Focus yep. inside. Yep. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and some of the most amazing things have come out from that. I have $10 in my bank account and what am I going to do? It's not even that they're past the point of being in a scarcity mindset. They're just like, all right. It is what it is. Shit's hit the fan. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I'm going to do something different. And then <laughs> no. they build these like beautiful businesses and do, you know, do big, great things because like they've reached that point in their story where they are forced to pivot. Yeah. What I love about that too, is it completely uh, abolishes the lack and scarcity mm-hmm. because they're like, shit, I've been like almost homeless and I still right. made it through and rebuilt like lack and scarcity. Don't but live those, here anymore. Those stories are the ones that encourage people down the road. Yeah. Yep. Probably about a month into lockdown. My husband and I were sitting talking like, I wonder what new business idea is going to come out yep. of this. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones comes to mind that little, it, Goes on your keychain. Mm, you're supposed the to open the door. Yeah, to open mm-hmm. the door, hit the, the elevator, 3D, uh, whatever. The 3D printer, acro- and now the whatever that is. Because yeah. the first time I saw it, I was like, "What in the hell is that? That's weird." And now they're for sale everywhere. Yep. At yeah, every gas station. I don't know who invented that. Yeah, yep. but good for you. The ladies who do the masks, you hold your glasses. Yeah, mm-hmm. the little 
Have you the mask seen holders? The yes. Mask. So now there are mask holders everywhere. And I'm yeah. like, right. Yeah. Those are just small ideas. A lot of people were pivoting and trying to come up with exactly. something mm-hmm. really creative and what's going to put the dinner on the table next month. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So when you were like, when did you know? I know that you had, you said that you wanted to spend more time with your family and you wanted to, you were like just burned out of the travel and the amount of time. Mm-hmm. But did you have that realization? Like how, I guess the question is how long before you actually were like, fuck it, I'm done. Did you have the realization? Like how long did it take you to make that decision? To it was a couple away? months. It was a couple months. And then I'll be really selfish because I had another program coming up that was going to take place in Costa Rica. And for those who are in my inner circle, they know I love Costa Rica. I always talk about that's what's where we're going. We're going to go be an expat. We're going to Costa Rica. I had one more program coming up in February, and I knew at Christmas. I was like, because mm-hmm, I had already paid my tuition. School was starting at the end of March. I'm like, now I'm going to hang on. I'm going to go to Costa Rica one more time. Yes. Because there's bonuses of being in that industry. Mm-hmm. I never paid for a vacation. Or if I did, it was like $50 a night. And I, Mark and I traveled very well. I mm-hmm. always tell the story. Jared was seven years old when we took him to Florida. And he had traveled with us a couple times. Because sometimes Mark, I, they call them fam trips where you get to go mm-hmm. like check out cities and hotels. Yep. And we go into this one resort. And first of all, they put us in the penthouse, which was ridiculous. It was bigger than our first house, I think. <laughs> and Mommy, can we live here? I was like, what in the hell? I was like, I'll take it. It's five o'clock and the doorbell rings. So Jared's, I got it. And he runs and I'm like, oh, it's probably turned down service. Blah, blah, blah. And we're like unpacking. And all of a sudden my child comes back in and he's got a shirt folded up and he's got a, a whole thing of like chocolates. And he's, yeah, they're free. And I'm like, <laughs> no, like, no, they're not free. So that was his first experience. And like he had a big time that week ordering milkshakes and grilled cheese sandwiches behind my back because it just magically, they just brought him stuff. So then you fast forward. Did you a butler in your yeah, penthouse? Yeah. So then you fast forward and we had friends. We go to Oak Island a lot. Yep. And we had friends renewing their vows. So there were several of us. So we had to go to the Oak Island motel, which has since burned down, but you get where I'm already going with this yes. story. So, Where's my chocolate? Mm-hmm. So we we walk in the motel <laughs> I room. The butler, mm-hmm. Jared Where's walks butler? straight to the sliding glass doors. Now, mind you, we have oceans facing the beach. Yeah, he walks straight to the sliding glass door as he looks left and he looks right, and he's like, "Where's the rest of the room?" <laughs> and I'm like, Dude, this is it. He's, are you staying in here too? <laughs> Mark, yeah, he is spoiled. <laughs> say the FOMO, the fear of missing out. I miss my vacations. Mm-hmm, right. you know, I miss people owing you favors. Um, but yeah, it was good. So after that, and I wholeheartedly, you guys know me, I, I do everything 110%. There's mm-hmm. nothing half-ass. So I did school. Life was good, like I said, but when I got bored. But I was already ingrained in town. I was already a chamber member. I already, you know, had friends in BNIs. I already had that established sense of being. So when I changed again, it was a much easier transition. Mm-hmm. Then well, then you're equipped already. You're like, yeah. oh, I, I'm good. This I have already done it before, so I have more courage and confidence and predictability of how this is going to go yeah. down. Mm-hmm. And the relationships that you built that you weren't able to build because you were traveling and doing corporate event, like you built those relationships, so it didn't mm-hmm. really matter what you were doing. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of how you communicated that to the people that yeah. were already in your circle. And this continued to build a bigger circle and a bigger circle mm-hmm. and keep I ingrained myself in the community Mm -hmm. and 
I love that part of it. Mm-hmm. Like Mark says, he just goes around introducing himself as I'm Diane Kinlaw's husband. <laughs> like no one cares. That is true. True story. Yeah. True story. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like all of our husbands do that. Mm-hmm. It's gotta My be husband's like, from here, so I right. he, we'll walk around and our, people are like, hey, Flea. And I'm just like, bye. I'll keep pushing the shopping cart. Because you know I don't like small talk. But like in the business like, community though, people, like if he were to be at a networking event for you... It would be more like I'm Sarah Madras's husband. I'm telling you, it's pretty really? equal. He's a very uh, dynamic and he's from he here. Is. And so he knows so many people here. I don't know. I think if we were to do a chamber dinner or something, I get where Jenny's saying, because I, you don't give yourself enough credit then at that point. Right? You are yeah. not giving Which yourself Which is the same conversation credit. we were having right before mm-hmm. we were recording yeah. that I was okay, like. Okay, so apparently yeah. I need to work on that shit and like, move through that block. Sarah has <laughs> some limiting beliefs about that. her influential status in the community in Holly Springs. Okay, I'm being there. called out on air. I'm not uncomfortable <laughs> at all right now. I'm going to go back to when you said I don't like small talk. I do not either. I want to have a really, really good conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone asked me about going to the grocery store and I'm like, oh my God, I hate the grocery store. That's what Instacart's for. I wear a hat and I'm like, <laughs> why do you like to go to the grocery on? store? This is back before COVID. Store. Yeah. yeah. I never go to the grocery like, shopping either. Oh, hey, yeah, just yeah. walk past them really yes. fast because I don't, yes. I, don't <laughs> I really Scott does don't. Scott did all the shopping. Mark does all the shopping. So when I have to go or have to stop, I'm like, but Scott does the shopping because I never get food apparently. Like I'll spend $200 and there's never anything to eat. I will watch shows on my phone with the headphones in and a hat on so that no one will speak to me (laughs) and my phone is propped in my purse and I'm like oh vampire diaries oh here I need this oh I need this one better you are in a bubble just put the phone to your ear like you're already talking so years ago I had a friend of mine Chris that worked with me uh, a long time ago when I first moved to North Carolina worked for a rental car company and then we parted ways but we were still friends and then ended up working at the meeting planning company the last one that before I uh, quit, same thing. But he taught me something. Walk around with a piece of paper in your hand or the phone mm. to your ear and like you're already focused on something else. So you look busy and no one approaches you. <laughs> no one's going to ask you a question. <laughs> that never works for me. Because I, I think that it's a social worker thing. Like people just come up and Mm-mm. will talk to you. <laughs> I, I always taught get Sarah how to ghost like, people too. Yes, yes, yeah. she did. Yes, I ghosted did. Sarah at a networking she event. She did. She left me stranded. She is a master at that. I am. It's. I'll be She's like, done that to me multiple times. But she can't talk times. about it on air because then people are going to know. But let me tell you what <laughs> Diane Kinlaw does. Yeah, She'll like, get you. Like, and we joke about this because she mm-hmm. will cut. Like, you'll be at wherever. She'll be like, oh, hey, I want to introduce you to. Only because she no longer wants to talk to that Correct. person. And then be like, no, sometimes I really do want to introduce you to those people, but sometimes. And then I she'll go. be like, oh, excuse me. And then walk away. And you're like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> I'll let you guys it'll take be it like from five here. minutes later. And you'll be like, wait, where did she go? <laughs> what happened? Sarah came up to me after an event and was like, did you just ghost me? You totally ghosted me. And I was like, no, you really needed to meet her. <laughs> I just didn't need to be part of the conversation anymore. And that's the, but that's the thing, right? It's yeah. like recognizing when you're no longer needed and then walking away and then well, the, to do it gracefully. Yes. yes. And then yeah. the person who's, who's left there is okay. Now, can, how am I going to do I can do carry that? this conversation yeah. maybe. <laughs> Why can't I do that? <laughs> and I got Who's around that I can. Sh- <laughs> and I got to tell you, you don't have to do that at all with the Zoom. Yeah. Because there's just, everyone can talk at once. 
So you don't have to be the one to introduce and mm-hmm. right. You'd be like, oh, I can't unmute it. I can't unmute. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Technical <laughs> difficulties. Sorry. So yeah. what is it that you love about where you're at now? I think at my core, it's I'm still helping people. I'm helping them save money. I'm helping them make better decisions. I'm responsible for my own paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the company that I work for. I'll go back to when I was interviewing a bunch of different mortgage companies in the area. Not only did I recognize Bonnie, my boss, is, was going to be a great mentor to, you know, for me, but the company itself with its ethical standards, morally how they looked at things, because this industry can be can be shady. Right. A couple of the people I talked to, and I won't mention companies, they were like that quote unquote car salesman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, run for the hills, Diane. You are not going to enjoy this company. Well, um, and to just interject for a moment, because mm-hmm. Go Prime is the, if for what Jock was talking about, Jock Gilbert, for uh, those of you that listened to the episode with the mayor of Apex, Jock Gilbert, and talking about the story about how the skate park was built, it was the founder of mm-hmm. Go Prime. Yep. John Rogers did that. That was mm-hmm. responsible for the bulk of the funding for that. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm really big on giving back to the community. Most of that, <clears throat> or if you don't, hey, if you don't, I, now you're you learning. Know, now you're learning. <laughs> yeah. I um, I do love give back. I'm not all about saving puppies and kittens at every step. Want to? <laughs> I want to do it like on a local level and make sure I'm all making right. an impact. For, for SPCA, Peta, please, like we do save puppies. And kittens. I do save puppies and kittens, but I want it local and I want it to be a bigger impact. Mm. Right. So knowing that they did that too was a big deal. So I don't know. I just I work my own hours. Sometimes I don't even touch my phone till 10 a.m. Other times at 7.30, I'm putting out five fires. I mm-hmm. mean, the market's been bananas, let's face it, since COVID. March is the first week of March. It went crazy, and it really almost hasn't stopped. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm catching my breath now, but there were a few times where I felt almost burned out, and I'm like, I really love what I do. I'm not burned out. I'm not burned out. <laughs> I'm like, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. Moving on, moving on. I'm like, yeah. Someone get me another glass of wine. Um, <laughs> I'll get through it. I'll get through it. Or more of the sushi nachos. <gasps> so yeah, it's Friday. It's where I'll be tonight. Yes. <laughs> I already called it with Mark. I'm like, that's where we're going. She yeah. announced it on Wednesday during the, the networking group. So <laughs> there's a place for those of you local in North Carolina that are listening. If you're in the Piedmont region in the Triangle, in the town of Holly Springs, there's a restaurant called the Blind Pelican, mm-hmm. and they serve sushi nachos on Fridays. They do sushi on Saturdays, too, I'm told, but sometimes if they run out, so it's Friday. But then I said, I need to stop really saying it. Now I just said it on a podcast. Right. So. <laughs> because with restaurants, you may not post- delete this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm already on their website. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like that sounds pretty good. Yeah. It looks delicious. And they, yeah, so they have all these different rolls, sushi rolls as well. And I'm not joking. At five to five, I'm like, Mark, get your shit together. Let's go. <laughs> like, I'm going. Because with restaurants being at half capacity, it's not a big restaurant to start with. Yeah. And with crappy weather days like this, you can't sit outside. I think I've eaten there. They have a very nautical theme on the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. It's mm-hmm. delicious. There. Super good. Super good. So I like, uh, we bounce between that. And I love Ray's and Carrie, which mm-hmm. is not too far from here. It's fun for Friday night. You can get dressed up or not, have a glass of wine, appetizers, life's good. Right. Race has a great outdoor section, too. Yeah, so I know, but are they done with it? Because they were remodeling in it. They just keep remodeling. Do they? Yeah, (laughs) because we were there probably about maybe a month and a half ago, and it still wasn't done. Yeah, it was done for a while, Mm -hmm. and then it seemed like they built like a roof over it. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I'm wondering if that's done. But he's snazzy. I love, you can ask Ray to make your bananas foster, the owner of the right. restaurant, and he'll just come and make your dessert. 
That's awesome. They make it in front of me. It's fantastic. That's awesome. Obviously, I'm a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another reason why we all get along so well. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yes, love good food. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about what inspired the whole networking and tell us your thoughts on networking. We dipped our toe in it when you were talking about the ghosting, but Mm -hmm. talk to us about your belief system when it comes to networking. So it's funny because I was part of a BNI and I don't knock BNI. I've gone to several still and I have visited, but I had a hard time saying, okay, I'm going to pay this amount of money and I'm going to go every week. Most people who know me know I'm not a big fan of doing networking at the same group every single week. I get a little bored with it. Uh, And I certainly don't want to get bored because then I just throw my hands up and say, I quit this bitch. I like that that's your catchphrase. You've said that a couple times. That's her shirt. That's her shirt. Yeah. So Diane. Yeah. I'm writing that down right now on my phone. (laughs) Write it down so we don't, so I can design it later. I was visiting groups, trying to figure out where am I going to fit in? I was already active with the chamber, but that just wasn't enough. And then another mutual friend of ours, Christine, she had just changed careers and she wanted to pick my brain. Like, how did I make this transition? Did I have suggestions for her, like where she needed a network? And she goes, I wanted to start my own. I was like, really? I was like, me too. Let's totally do it. And so she explained to me what Apex and Fuquay were doing. And I liked the concept that they were meeting every week. And I'm like, nope. I was like, I, we can take the shell of what they do and create our own. Mm-hmm. So that's where the Holly Springs Small Business Networking Group that's how it was born. And we were meeting. My office is upstairs in the co-working station in one of the private suites. So I get the conference room. I get so many hours free per month with my rent. And Jenny, I think, were you one of the first attendees or maybe the second meeting? I came in November or December. Whatever meeting I started at, we were already too big for the co-working the station yeah. conference room. I didn't like, realize what we had created. There was and, so and what many w- people. And what was needed in, yes. in town. Because there were people who, yes, they liked B&I. Yes, they loved the chamber. Yes, they were doing some other stuff. But that first meeting, Christine and I sat there and we're like, holy shit, I hope like at least five people show up. Mm-hmm. And like we had 10, I think. We're like, yes. And so we meet the second and fourth uh, Wednesday each month. And so the next one was a little bit more and the next one a little bit more. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden we had 25 people in a conference room that basically seats 14. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, Lord. And that's why we moved to Bombshell. So I am mm-hmm. friends with the owners and I said it to her half jokingly, hey, this is some good space. We don't have any money to pay for it, but we'll put all <laughs> the chairs down in the morning. Life is good. And Michelle and Ellen were like, sure. It gives them exposure. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately with COVID, we're not back there yet. Right. How is the reduction to 10 people indoor gatherings again going to affect all these marketing groups? Yeah, I don't know. I think their sign even outside of Bombshell now. I think inside might be like 30 people. And so our group at our height, we were still gathering twice a month, 40 people minimum. What do you do? Have some uh, bouncer at the door at nine o'clock in the morning said, you late, Alice. See ya. And we talked about that for a couple of the groups that I'm in that we were like, what does it mean? Do you have to have people sign up? Do you have to have Mm -hmm. people who are going to, you're going to have people committed to showing up because if you don't show up, then somebody else could have signed up and taken your mm-hmm. spot. And what does that look like? Because we did, I was in several that were, would meet at the maintenance inn. And mm-hmm. so we were just. That's your you Friday know, morning one, right? Yeah, the Triangle mm-hmm. Business mm-hmm. Breakfast. And we have these real conversations. And so the answer has been that we continue to do virtual or 
you do it to a hybrid model. So now the, depending on the space where you can have, so you can have 10 people in, you must RSVP if mm-hmm. you are going to be in person. Visitors can only go by Zoom. Like we we created structure around how to accommodate the people who are comfortable in person, the people who are comfortable over mm-hmm. virtual and how to to at least still get us in front of other people. Because that's a hard part, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to just, a mastermind is one thing. Then you you don't want the outside energy because then like we can talk into group dynamics and things like that. If you're in a mastermind, if you're in a brainstorming, if it's like a mentor relation, whatever, you don't necessarily want that outside influence in because it's going to disrupt the group process. So you, there's a whole trust building piece in there mm-hmm. and vulnerability and all of those things. And so you don't want to have that outside influence. But if you're in a networking group, like you want visitors, you want different right, people right, to show right. up. What I'm encouraging my group to do is to take it offline. Mm-hmm. Take the few core people that you still want to network with and go to lunch. Go grab coffee. We ended up this past Wednesday with, hey, Fairwinds opens at 1. A couple of you go meet. There's a morning networking group that goes on till 1030. You know what? Why don't you guys just go mosey over somewhere and have lunch together? Mm-hmm. Um, take four or five of you, if you're comfortable doing it. And some people, and if you're not, there's if no judgment. I tell people all the time, I'm like, you want to meet for coffee? I'm like, lunch, glass of wine. I, I'm open. I don't, and it doesn't have to be outside area for me either. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, out, I'm out and about all the time and I, I am careful. But for people who aren't, and you don't know who's in their household, who's right. high risk. Right. Mm-hmm. But it totally is a personal choice. But you, but you can't crawl in a hole and just say, I'm just going to do these Zoom meetings. You also need to still take that leap and, and call. You know what? I really like that Jenny Midgley from being on a Zoom meeting. I'm going to reach out to her. Mm-hmm. Some people who are new or changing their careers still kind of need that push. So hopefully those will continue because uh, we're going to be locked right. in for well, a while. And that's, and that's the <laughs> that's thing. not so changing. Like, no, that's not changing. And the way that it's going is hybrid. Offices mm-hmm. are going hybrid. Everybody mm-hmm. is going hybrid because it's what makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's unfortunate that it took the pandemic to bring something that already made sense <laughs> up to the level of, oh, yeah, why aren't we doing that anyway? But that is that is the future. That's what all the tech companies are doing. That's what all the IT support companies are mm-hmm. doing. They're creating models to support that mm-hmm. so that people can comfortably know that they can go in the office and the offices are taking the precautions to make them safe. And when they can't be in the office, there's a way for them still to be productive. Because we can't control for all the parents who have different, like now, right? So like here in North Carolina, Wake County, the K through three is going back. All the kids K through five are going back on Monday of November 16th. So what the rule is now is that if you are a teacher for the county or you are a student in the county and you are sick, for any reason, COVID or not only do you have to stay home, but everyone in your household has to quarantine for 14 days. So if you're a teacher that has three kids in the school system and one of your kids has a random fever and a, and a flu or, you know, a cold stomach or whatever, bug, anything, or stomach bug, yeah. anything, they now have to quarantine. All of you have to quarantine for 14 days. People aren't going to do that. Yeah. Where I'm taking the hopeful, no, like, not. that is, I'm just saying that's what they're, that's mm-hmm. what the policy states. Yeah. However, real life, like how do you accommodate that right. in a setting, right? Let's say my kid has that's a tough call. Call your boss. My kid has the sniffles, so I'm out for two weeks. 
Yeah. Like <laughs> my child, it, you know, was back to school. They have the sniffles. Now I have to quarantine for two weeks. Or is that a great call? If you're yeah, about <laughs> say, you can, might you can look at that two different ways. Right, I'm right. like, well, like, if you don't have that hybrid mm-hmm. setup already in your office, what are you going to do? I made it three weeks at the start of lockdown. Jenny knows that. I made it three weeks at home. And I was like, I quit. <laughs> no, I, quit um, I love my husband, but he's always worked from home. Mm-hmm. So he's used to, used to it in talking. And when I'm in the dining room and I don't have an office and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to kill you. It was fun for the first week or so. And then I was like, I can't concentrate. No. I'm trying to put my earbuds in not to hear you. Well, that's, I got an office. Yeah. Like I left. Yeah. And got, I We both had already worked from home. If any family was ready for the lockdown for no, you can't leave your house. Yeah. Okay. Like the only no. difference was that we had our son come home and then, but we were both already set up working from home. I mm. couldn't do it. Yeah, Bonnie I called me. I she's I'm done. She has three kids too. She's like, I can't do it. You meet me back in the office tomorrow. I was like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's legitimate. Yeah. Like, I think that people are not giving themselves enough grace through all of this mm-hmm. and self-compassion to like understand that there are boundaries that will be crossed and you're going to be like, fuck, I'm quitting this bitch. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. And you can buy that t-shirt on our Birch page yes. in a few months. Like, so I get one for free and a founder's plaque. Yes. You do. Okay, that's my you Christmas. Do. Joe, you're yes. my witness. It's yes. recorded. I mean, you got lots yeah. of witnesses. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. before we get to the lightning round, I want to circle back because you said something really important and I want to be able to highlight that for the people that are listening. So the way that the networking group came about is because a mu- another friend came to you and she looked to you for that mentorship of, hey, I'm about to do this too. Can I pick your brain? So the same process that you went through of, hey, I'm about to change careers. You went out and started talking to people. She saw that probably, or that was being modeled for her. And she knew now I have permission to do that with her and I can go and talk to her when it's my turn. And just her communicating, this is what I wish to see in our area. And then you're like, I want that too. Yeah. Having someone encourage me to be like, yeah, we should totally do that. Yes. But it's funny. I wanted to, but I didn't want to do it by myself. So when she approaches, you're like, we think the same. And if it's a need for the two of you, then it's Mm -hmm. probably a need for so many others. And that's how you guys found the gap. You found the gap of it's not just us. There's other people that want this too. There's nothing like this in the Holly Springs area. And so you created something that then serves them as well. Well, and then you have the support of doing something with somebody. I think that so many times we are, we have these ideas and they don't go anywhere because mm-hmm. we don't recognize we need to ask for support. Right. Or the thought of asking for support or saying, or you don't know who to ask or you're over whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. That they just fizzle and die. And like you both had enough of a, a trust in one another to be able to. It's hysterical. She'll ask me questions. Like she knows how I'm going to answer. And I'm like, she's, I know, but I just want to ask. If we want to do something different, like we're always on the same page and mm-hmm. just how we think of how we outside of she really wanted to meet every week yeah right. <laughs> we're just on the same page right. with it and I think that's what I want to say is that the ability to say to ask questions and not mm-hmm. be afraid to say this is what I need what do you think about that mm-hmm. or can I ask you about this so it's the ability to put yourself out there and ask people the questions and say mm-hmm. what you need and ask what you're curious about mm-hmm. and that within itself takes a lot of courage too mm-hmm 
I think so. Really, yeah, because putting yourself out there and front and center, especially, I mean, you guys have been to it when we were meeting live in person. When you got to stand up at the front of the room and you have 40 people just staring at you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, song and dance. Mm-hmm. To encourage people to talk and be engaging and mm-hmm. let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Some people need that extra motivation. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so. you guys have built a very loyal community that mm-hmm. you have there. So that's something to be proud of. I Mm -hmm. love it. Absolutely. There's been people joining on the Facebook page that you're like, I I guess we'll let you in. We ask just three simple questions. And no, they're not going to the meetings. They're probably not ever going to. You kick them off the Facebook page. I'm like, I wish I had that kind of time to overanalyze it. I'm like, I I could care less. If you spam the page at that point, yeah, we'll kick you off. But I think for the most part, twice a month, we get a really good core group that mm-hmm. never miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they do, it's like we get text messages. Oh, I'm so sorry. I got to miss it. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. Life yeah. happens. It goes yeah. on. Yeah. Or they, or the participant will be like, hey, get a message being like, hey, I didn't see you this morning. Mm-hmm. Like, then you can be like, totally didn't realize today was Wednesday because every day is Blur's Day. Thanks, yeah. COVID. Yeah. 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 Uh, and we'll give Christine props because she handles the Facebook page. She mm-hmm. handles posting the Zoom and running that. And she loves it. She's yeah. good at it. Mm-hmm. You own that. Yeah. I'm good with that. All right, Joe, are we ready? Let's do the lightning round. Lightning round. I know. I was like, <laughs> yes. I feel like, wish there was a camera in here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She's throwing horns, y'all. All right. So we're going to rapid fire questions at you and just say the first thing that comes to mind. What is the first thing you do in the morning? Get out of bed. Go get coffee. <laughs> How do you unwind? My back deck with a glass of wine and my iPad. I have a word game I like to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I do that answer. So yeah. I was able to or, you know what? It. Sometimes I FaceTime Jenny. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. I love it. What has been the best advice you have ever been told? Keep consistency. Okay. Not being consistent. Mm-hmm. What is your um, number one favorite book? You know what? I don't have one. I really don't. Okay. I know people ask me, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite book? I'm like, depends on my mood. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. I'm Thank say, you. If I'm down and out, I know where to go to. Tay Swift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'm going to go with a hard no on that one. But I'll tell you, every once in a while, I'm just like, Shaka Khan? Yeah, Shaka Khan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. What is something that no one knows about you? Probably nothing. I'm pretty transparent. Oh, my God. That is yeah. such a crock of shit. You are yeah. such a private person. I am. Um, <laughs> no, but I am transparent. Right. I always giggled. And Jenny knows because she's been in rooms with me. I When I was younger, I used to... Roller skate, but like figure skate, like not on ice skates, but I danced on roller skates when I was younger. That's cool. Competed. I had a coach that would come down from Canada. That is Yeah, so I'm originally cool. from Buffalo, not Canada and North right, Carolina. Right, right, <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. What do you geek out about? Right now it's low interest rates. Yes, yeah. me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Oh, funny. What is something people often get wrong about you? Usually that I'm, I don't know, some, I've heard that I'm not approachable. So I've tried to work on that actually this year. I was told that last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a goal. So it was, it was, it was a, it was a personal exactly. goal. I don't know. I was told I have resting bitch face. Oh, girl. Uh, welcome to the club, right? Honey. Yeah. So I try to smile a little bit more. <laughs> if people. there was like two of the two of us were standing next to each other. 
when I'm just sitting with the resting face, mm-hmm. it, I look angry. Like my husband's, mm-hmm. are you mad at me? And I'm like, nope, just chilling. Just mm-hmm. sitting here. Wow. This is my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you married this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, in college, I was at a concert and they were like the intermission and I was sitting next to the stage and a guy comes over and was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you just look really angry. And I'm like, <laughs> no, just sitting here waiting for the next set. All right. like, <laughs> your bitch face is obviously worse than mine. Right? So, okay. I feel better. Okay. I feel better. I feel better. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because we're all smiling all the time when we're together. So I never <laughs> notice. Right. <laughs> Oh, goodness. If um, you could go back and advise yourself in the past, what age would you go back to and what would you say? 27. Don't marry that asshole. (laughs) Mark, not you. Not you. Those of you who don't know. No, but I can't say that because then I wouldn't have Jared. Well, there. Yeah, yeah. I always tease, though. Honestly, I probably, it would probably be my Mm mid-20s. And the advice would be start listening to your inner gut, Mm -hmm. your inner self. Mm Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I did not start until my 30s. And it's a skill. Like, mm-hmm. it's a skill you have to practice and hone, and hone to and, strengthen. And it. afterwards, you're like, I knew I should have done that. Mm-hmm. I, I felt it. And yep. I didn't anyways. And then that happens enough times. And you're like, oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Who are the people that challenge you? Currently, my 20-year-old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. Again, I think it depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. You know, what I feel I can handle that day. Right. Mm-hmm. If your life had a theme song, what would it be? Tom Petty, Don't Back Down. Ooh, nice. That is so you. Mic yes. drop. Done. <sighs> Boom. I was like, that's it. We don't even need the last question. What? Oh, you really want it? Yes. Mm. Okay. Get ready for this one. If your life was a movie, who would play you? Or if your life story was made into a movie, who would play you? I hope Julia Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I don't know. Yeah. Can I ask the genre? Yeah. I'm going to think about that all day now. I'm like, damn it. I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) So now, and this one I got from this earlier this week on a training and it was like, oh, that's such a good question. So if your life was a story, what genre would it be in? Like you're writing your life story. What genre would it be in? Is it horror, action, adventure, romantic comedy, sci-fi? I would like to say a a romantic comedy, but sometimes it's horror. (laughs) Again, what stage? Those of you with children and they're young, wait till middle school. (laughs) No, don't tell me that. No. All righty. Share with our audience what is next for you and how can they reach you? You can reach me at www.goprimewithdiane. Feel free to always give me a call if you have questions on your refinance or you want to purchase a home, 919-624-9541. Please don't spam me. <laughs> Do uh, shout out how they can get she involved. She's also with on it. Facebook and Instagram. You can find yes. her at Diane Kinlaw. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. give the shout out of how they can get in touch and be a part of HSSBN. So we have a Facebook uh, page. So just Google Holly Springs Small Business Networking Group. Um, Got to answer three questions. Super easy. Um, we just ask that you attend meetings. We really don't tell too many people no, <laughs> but hopefully you can come. But yeah, we're excited. Yep. Networking's where it's got to be. Yes, yes, that's how you build your biz. It's all about relationships, y'all. Yeah, yeah. 
Alrighty. So thank you so much for being on the show today. <gasps> Yay. And thank, thank you, you for, for being home. our very first Me. sponsor yes. for the girls who do stuff. And the guys who do stuff. And supporting us from mm-hmm. the get when nobody even knew what they were supporting. Right. So thank you. I believe Because it was legit. Yeah. We're starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. How can I be involved? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in. Count yes. me in. Yeah. It's it's funny. Funny. I rarely, <laughs> I rarely say no to friends. I'm like, what do you need? Okay. <laughs> what I need to start asking is, what is this going to cost me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate yes. you. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here today. And find us at girlswhodostuff.com, Facebook and Instagram, Girls Who Do Stuff. Merch coming soon. You'll be able to find that at girlswhodostuff.com. And, you know. Connect with us. Connect Talk with to us. us. DM us. Yeah, we respond. I know. I'm like, that's our call to action. Contact us. Contact us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, you got to find better music when they do that. <laughs> yes. I was like yeah. waiting for. Yes. Uh, anyway. All right. I am Jenny Midgley. I'm Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do you. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. Bye.